0: Welcome, everybody, to podcast number seven, and this is our March podcast from GPS Training. Um, Welcome, Andy, who's joining myself, John, for today's podcast. Hello. And uh, we're streaming again live on Facebook, Um, so if you uh, don't like our Facebook page, please go along and like our Facebook page, and uh, you'll see uh, see what we look like um, for future podcasts. Um, some of this month's podcast has been pre-recorded, so if you are watching it on Facebook, you're going to have to download the podcast from uh, your podcast provider, otherwise you won't see it in entirety. So without further ado, let's get on with today's podcast. In today's podcast, we are going to look at the following. We have an interview with Mike Brockhurst, who runs the website The Walking Englishman. After our chat with Mike, we look at downloading the GPX root files from his site. Don't worry if that sounds like foreign language, it will all be explained. We have Andy's top tip, both SatMap and Garmin. And then finally, we'll look at Mad March. what's it all about? Our interview with Mike Brockhurst from The Walking Englishman. I recorded this interview with Mike last week and it exceeded all expectations. He's been on my radar for a little time now, but only after I interviewed him for the GPS Chain Podcast, I realised what a truly inspirational story he has. On this month's pod- podcast, we've got a special guest, which is Mike Brockhurst, which runs a website called The Walking Englishman, and it also has a very strong uh, Facebook page. Um, I'm a big fan of what Mike has done, and again, with my background, uh, initially started writing Walking Guides. I'm very jealous of he continues uh, to do that. So many thanks for taking the time to chat with us on the GPS Training Podcast this month, Mike, and uh, welcome aboard. Uh,
1: it's a pleasure, John. Thank you very much for inviting me. No problem.
0: Mike, you created the Walking Englishman website, the most visited free content website of Walking in Great Britain. When did you start this website?
1: Uh, I started it about 1998, 1999. Right. uh, Probably around the turn of the millennium. I originally called it Walks in Northern England, and uh, basically I started it just as a diary to keep a record of what I was up to. Okay. Nothing else, nothing else. Just to keep... I just wanted something to do something that's uh, quick and easy and keep a record of what I've done in the past. Basically to enter- entertain me and entertain my friends who I go walking with as well.
0: Breeze. Really? So it was never meant as, just a, a diary is how you originally thought it was going to be. Just it's stop.
1: absolutely right, a diary. I mean, I've got written diaries from when I was at school, believe it or not. Uh, I've still got diaries from when um, I was a teenager and I used to do my own pop charts. Right. So I know my- I know what I had as number one when somebody else had uh, uh, number ones in when when there was a top twenty, top thirty, top of the box was popular. I used to do my own version of the songs I liked. So I've always kept a diary, uh, but it was in paper form, and uh, and I've just extended it beyond that.
0: And as a, a as an individual myself who started off the internet in the uh, late nineties, what a great place it was that time. It was superb, wasn't it? You know, there was just nerds like ourselves just playing around, wasn't it? It was exciting times.
1: I, I, remember, I remember a friend, um, he'd, he'd just put a little website together just of notes, and he, he was a doctor, and yeah. he was putting doctor's notes and, uh, onto the web, four or five pages, a very simple stuff. And I said, how did you do that? How did you, get your, how did you get your words onto the web and everything else? So I went through the rigmarole of doing my first web pages, I went through the rigmarole of trying to get the dial-up connections and how to put HTML together. So he showed me how to do it, um, and from there I've self-taught myself. George. I've That's never, I've never been on a course. I've never, I've never used a, a WYSIWYG uh, system or sort of what What you uh, see, is what you get. I learnt HTML from from scratch. I bought books and I did it from scratch. That's fantastic, isn't it? And how many visitors do you get on
0: the website every day now? Then.
1: Um, when I look on the website, I'm, I use uh, Google Analytics, when I look on the website, it can be anything from uh, 20 people to 50 people on actively all the time.
0: Fantastic. Um,
1: that, that breaks down to about oh, between ten and 20,000 a week. Wow. Brilliant,
0: but that's yeah, quite that's... humbling, really, when you think about how you all start, you know, creating a website, uploading it. You see fifty people on it any time. It's, it's quite time, any time,
1: and, and not just from the UK as well. I get lots of inquiries from the States, in particular, um, yeah. Australians, uh, Europe, Europe, even Africa, even the Far East. I, I get inquiries. Um, so it's yes, it, it, it is humbling, as you say. It's uh, I, f- I don't know how it's happened. Yeah, it I've never done it. I've never pushed any advertising. I don't use advertising mediums such as uh, uh, any advertising, Google advertising or whatever. It's just from word of mouth and putting it out there.
0: Fantastic. And you're retired now, but w- when you started, you were still working way, is that right?
1: Yes, uh, yes. I've, I've been retired three years now. Right. So I did it I did it part-time at weekends. Okay. Basically on evenings and weekends, yeah.
0: You remember a very understanding wife to you then. <laughs>
1: uh <laughs> <laughs> Yes, she is. She really is. Um, she she encourages encourages me and walking in and everything else. There have been occasions when it's a bit, been a bit strained. In 2011, I did a, a a big walk across Britain. It took me four months to do it. Yeah. I've called it the British Walk. It's a version of the jog, but it's my own version because I didn't want to do the boring bits. Yes. So I went I went from the northwest of uh, Scotland rather than the northeast. Yeah. And um, I, when I did that walk. It, it was tough on my wife. I was away for three or four months. Uh, she was having to go up at home and she was having her own stresses with, with work at the time. Um, so she's been a great rock for me. Yeah, she, she supports me really, really well on it.
0: It was brilliant. that I looked at that walk. Because you started from Fair Head, didn't you, rather than um, Johnny groves
1: Yes, yes. I, I originally was going to start from Cape uh, Roth White House. Right. It's such, such bad weather. Okay. I to get to it. All right. So... Yeah, in retrospect, I went up last year and did the Cape Roth bit. Right. Um, I haven't added that to the site yet, but yeah, I couldn't get I couldn't get across the, the ferry at Durness. Um, people have got to, I don't think people realise that the northwest of Scotland is basically one big bog. Yeah. It's, it's a huge bog. There are many locks and lockins there. You can't walk in a straight line. You've got to go around yeah. where the water leads you, in a way. Um, and it's, it also can be very wild. So I went up in the uh, at the end of May. I started at the end of May. Right. And May up there was like still like winter here. Yeah, uh, so it was still like winter up there. And uh, yeah. It, it, the, the ferry didn't run for two or three days so I was right. just stuck so I had the choice of either waiting or getting going from the uh, nest which I did uh,
0: Fantastic and then that was two, so you were still working in 2011 when you did it or were you retired? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah yeah. I took a sabbatical I, I, I agreed with my boss I, I was very lucky I had a job which um, basically meant I, I worked with the team I was head of innovation at uh, an engineering company Okay uh, So I basically uh, Put, every, put all my eggs in, in order, made sure all the, all the contracts were working and all the projects were working. Right. I assigned people to each one and uh, basically was a, allowed to go off for six months. And I didn't get was... touch with work while I was walking, yeah. but uh, yeah, it was, it was fortunate that such a job allowed me to do what I wanted to do.
0: And that was a thousand miles in length that you did, wasn't it? It
1: was, was it... actually 1,120.
0: Okay, brilliant. Yeah. Did you plan that? You, Of course, you planned the route before you went. You planned in yeah. where you wanted to be, did you?
1: I, I drew it up completely. What I wanted to do is link a lot of long distance paths together. Yes. Um, and what I want well, to start with, uh, when I looked at the book, I've, I've got a book. I found a book in the library. Uh, I've got it here. I'll just get it out in the library. Hold on. <laughs>
0: Our listeners can't see. I can see um, Mike on, on Skype here when I'm interviewing him. So he's now got up at his living room, he's going to his bookcase behind it, and he's going to come back with the book. So uh, North to, oh right, North to the Cape, fantastic. A trek from Fort yeah. William. Yeah,
1: yeah. So basically what inspired it was this book. And it's called North of the Cape and it's basically, basically the Cape Roth Trail. Okay. And the Cape Roth Trail is, um, it's little path trail, so don't, don't expect to find paths don't expect to find signs don't expect to find accommodation don't expect to find anything yeah basically it's a trail that's just been designed between uh, Cape Roth and Fort William right. Olivia north to south or south to north whichever you want where you want to go they say it's the hardest long-distance trail in the United Kingdom okay. and I believe me it is right I'm gonna say is it yes Believe it. Believe me, it is. Yeah, three weeks um, it took me to do it. Um, so that was the, only the start. Once I'd done that, I yeah. had another thousand miles to go. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in that in that three weeks, I camped a lot. I a wild camping. I saw some marvelous sights that you'd never I'd never see anywhere else in the country because it is so wild, yes. so remote. There are no roads there. Half of the paths end up. Uh, d- it's it's quite strange, but in northern Scotland a lot of the paths end halfway up a mountain. Right, okay, yeah. Because what the farmers and crofters used to do, they used to take the stock halfway up the mountain, then let them run the top of the mountain. Yeah. There's no point in the farmers going over. Yeah. They just went halfway up, send the dogs up, bring the uh, bring the stock back. So that the paths don't go over the mountains. So you, you, you lead yourself halfway up, you've got to find yourself over the other the other side, and then find a path again halfway yeah. down the the far side of it, it's quite, quite and
0: you don't have rights away in Scotland the same that we do in England and Wales and uh, other places. Do we you just have a you have a right to roam, don't you? In such uh
1: Scotland? You can you can walk anywhere, you can camp anywhere uh, as long within reason. You can even walk over farmers' fields, believe it or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. straight through over the middle of a field, obviously with respect. You don't. Yes. Um, uh, as long as you, I mean, they have respect for each other. They, they close gates, they make access available. Um, but yeah, yeah, it basically, it's one way you want to go. It's so Can't I yeah. met some really eccentric people. I yeah. met a guy who, um, it was somewhere near and Crag, and work, he, he was camping near um, a lock. How he was camping, he was in a little van, he had all his stuff, all his food and everything mm-hmm. else, just in a little white man's van.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, he works in Scotland all year in, in a forge, so yes. he works in a factory. Uh, Making steel, processing steel, and everything else. And he says, I come away from the two weeks holiday, <laughs> and I just stay in his van by this lot. Brilliant. And
0: nature. Fantastic. That's the way to lead your life, isn't it?
1: Uh, well, I, I don't think I could do it that way, but uh, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, that's what, that's what he did. He just camped there and he, he spent a fortnight there away from all the uh, trials, tribulations, and all the stresses of city life. So, coming back to GPS
0: training side of it and the GPS units. The key thing that has drawn me to you is actually on all your walks, I know you do a lot of day walks and I know we'll talk about the long distance section on your website a little bit later, but you have g- yeah. .gpx files that you can download. Now, if people don't know what a gpx file or listen to the podcast is, this is the way we get information onto our GPS units and then we can navigate along the walks. So the fantastic thing about what Mike has done with his website, he's got these gpx files for, I, 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 is there thousands of walks, Mike? I don't know how many walks we got in total on the website. Yeah, there, must
1: be, there must be now. Uh, and everyone, I've, everyone, I've done myself. Yeah. So the route is the route that I've walked. Um, it, it's not something drawn out of a book or anything else. It's, it, I've I've walked the route. I have followed the route. I about ten years ago, ten, well, ten years ago now, maybe fifteen years ago. I got one of the first uh, memory map um, GPSs. An adventure of four or eight. Or yeah, I think. Yeah. F-
0: yeah, four thousand eight hundred. Yeah. He's getting up again from his desk, and he's off to get yeah, his to yeah, GPS yeah. unit.
1: <laughs> well, I've bought me this. See, yeah, it's a I two thousand eight
0: hundred. That. that one, I think, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've used this one. It's a small. It's the smaller one of the two. It's the very first one that uh, that memory map did. And um, I, basically, I've, I've that's been with me for oh, 15 years now I've, and, and you still uh, use that GPS to track your current walks do you yes yeah yeah, absolutely yeah I've got I've got one on here I've, I've just plotted one on for um it's not I've, I won't switch it on but I've just plotted the next one I'm doing wow. so when I got it's there ready
0: so that's what you do is switching that GPS <clears> on the start <throat> that day's walking and then you're resetting your track and then you're just walking that and then you just download that track as we would call it and absolutely. create a GPX file out of it upload it to uh, your website
1: Absolutely, yeah. The brief, exactly. I
0: say I had a crack, I've had a look over the last 24 hours at your website, and it's what a great resource. So this is why I kind of need to get in the podcast, because there's so many walks out there. A lot of our customers have got yeah. GPS units. There's a, a resource here with 1,000 walks on, GPX files, and you can just download them, put them onto their GPS unit, whatever make of GPS unit they've got, and the, yep. they will go on the walk that you've you've already walked. And there's text as well. There's text and pictures that inspire you and, and tell you a lot about it. So it's a fantastic resource. And when I was looking at those GPX files, I'm not just saying this because I'm talking to you now, but they've been done properly. As you say, as, as Mike said, a lot of people just click on the computer and say, oh, I've created a GPX file, but I haven't actually walked the route. When well, Mike has walked all these routes. <laughs> it's an it's a yeah. unbelievable resource. Um, so with your walking, how often do you get out Every week, and how many miles do you cover? I'm saying in a, in a week, in a year. I don't you've ever looked at those stats.
1: Well, in the summer more than the winter at the moment. Yeah. At the winter, I tend to. I've got a real backlog of walks. I have there are about another 100 and 150 hundred and fifty. I've got, uh, for example, I did a Welsh coast to coast. I walked from the north uh, North Wales to South Wales, following much of the Cambrian Way a few years ago. Right. And then two years ago, I did Offa's Dyke.
0: Yes. Um,
1: uh, and last year up your way, I did St Cuthbert's way.
0: Oh, fantastic!
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I still haven't written them up yet. I haven't had the time to, because I've, I've, I've been for, I've been for other walks since, yeah. and uh, so I've got about another hundred to do. <clears throat> How far do I walk? I walk probably. I'll I'll turn it in days. I'll probably work about walk about sixty days a year. Okay. And then does
0: it take you 60 days to write it up or longer uh,
1: no a bit longer because i've got other work to do as well on the website i've got uh basically got maintenance to do uh i upgrade photographs from my old photographs to newer ones i'll I'll do a little bit of research and uh, do some editing work as well Mm -hmm. i also create data lists such as um people like it the top 30 mountains in the yorkshire dales i did a long, long time ago People like to do that because they go and climb the top 30 uh, hills. So yeah.
0: And when you're out walking doing this, do you prefer to walk on your own, or have you got some <laughs> friends that you walk with?
1: Um, in the past, it was friends. Now, very much, it's myself because friends have dwindled away. And the, the, um, I wouldn't say they dwindle dwindled away. Um, as such, one of my friends has moved. Um, other friends have. Passed on. Um, I still walk with my brother quite a lot, and a couple of other lads. And I also have a New Year's Day walk, and uh, I walk with uh, some friends from the Lake District. So yeah, there are people now and again, but I like. I prefer to walk my own. Yeah. To be honest, um, the reason is because I often walk away from the path I'm walking. I'll see something, and I'll go off for it. Right. And if I'm working with other people, I say, "Oh, i stick to the track. We want to go. We want to do what we know we're doing and nothing else." I'm, I'm a kind of an explorer. Yes. So I'll, I'll, I'll I'll tend to, if I see something interesting a mile to my right or a mile to my left that's on the track, I'll go and look. Right. That, that's what excites me. I've always been quite, quite excited by just looking and finding.
0: And if you're with other people, it's a little bit where they Absolutely. don't want really to do that and they are oh, we'll just wait here for you you go and pop up there mike and then yeah I, you feel you can't do it to the same extent well genuinely.
1: well a few times i've hopped off and a few a few times I, I'll, I'll admit it i've upset my friends and i've upset people by doing it but it's just my nature i just can't help it mm-hmm. i just can't help exploring and going off so rather than cause any contention with some people sometimes i go off by myself if it's pre-arranged and I'm going with friends I won't do it yeah but many that's that's why I choose
0: to walk them uh, quite a bit of time and then you mentioned your, your data on the website we're talking about the day walks that are on there and then you've got this long distance footpath directory and all I can say is wow how long did that yeah. take you to and put together I've never seen well, anything I, like I, it you I, know I just sat there and went oh my
1: word I just I I just think we have the best network of long distance footpaths and, uh, uh, and national trails anywhere in the world. I mean I've looked at other places where they've got them and everything else, but the, the, the range and, and, and the enthusiasm of people, walkers, creating their own routes and, and uh, organisations, societies and local communities creating their own routes to benefit their own environment and everything else I think is fantastic. I and mean, in this day and age, where we're getting lots of uh, environmental stresses and environmental pressures, um, I think it's very, very important to continue to do so. So if I can help to uh, promote them and show them and encourage people to do them, that's exactly what I'll do.
0: It's yeah, it's amazing. Now, you've got GPX files for them, so you've not walked all those walks. Did you create those GPX files on your computer, did you?
1: Uh, I've created the GPX off-records. Yeah, off, off records. yeah those, those are not ones I've walked, obviously. But what I've used is, I've used data from various sources, I've used data from uh, um, basically books, I've, I've read the roots, so that's how, that's how I find the information
0: because again, it's a fantastic resource. Now, if you're gonna walk any long distance, I know it's not all, all a long distance trail in in North, in, in England or UK. So, you know, yeah. it's there, I say, I look through it and there's some trails I never even heard of and it, you get so engrossed in these things. You kind of go in there and you're gonna kind of go, wow, where's that? Where's that? And the GPX files are all there. And again, I know, a lot of our um, listeners you know are looking for GPX files and think about going doing a long distance trail and you know, they often ring us, but where can I find this GPX file? Well, this is a fantastic resource buried away and uh it's, it is phenomenal no wonder you get the people on the well, website you do I, I,
1: I, absolutely and it's meant to be i mean uh, i'm a member of the ramblers and the ramblers have uh, a summer resource but they're, they're... The Ramblers is uh, you have to join, so you have to pay for the service to use and everything else.
0: And then over recent years, you have ventured into the world of social networking, and you got a very popular Facebook page with over six thousand likes. So, how did you feel about going into that? Because it is quite traditional your website and the way it looks, and then suddenly you're now yeah. in the world of Facebook. Did did it is something you jumped at, or are you kind of trepidation? No, no, it's it, it's
1: something I was I was. Encouraged to do it back from my friends, right? Uh, and 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 I've also got a guestbook, and people were writing a the guestbook saying, "Mate, well, you can go a Facebook page; we'd we'll follow you on Facebook and anything else." So I've, got, basically, um, I've never even thought of it. I came late to Facebook. Right. I, I was, it's only five years now. Mm-hmm. I was late. I was late to Facebook. I was late to Twitter. I was late to uh, all, all kinds of social media. But I find it's a very it, it is a, it is a very good way of sharing information and uh, and also receiving information as well. I've been given some good tips from people from followers on Facebook. Uh, for example, only yesterday I posted um, a, a picture I took from Glen Cathra yeah. of Great Mel Fell and Little Mel Fell, which are two of the Wainwright uh, uh, fells in, in in his guide, and lots of people walked them and everything else. Um, but I've I just find them, I've always found them inspiring the two little uh, rounded hills on the extremities the <laughs> of the, of the uh, Lake District between Keswick and, and Penrith. And Wayne I said, they shouldn't really be included in here in my books, but he said, uh, well, they are because they gave great viewpoints and everything else of various mountains. So I put on my Facebook blog, but I don't think I'll ever do them. And a couple of lads have come back to me and said, you should. Right. we we designed, we designed a walk at the Great Melfell, Little Melfell, with the Garib- Fell, which is a lovely little fell that gives a great view of Hunsworth. So I've decided to do that route. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to do the route that a couple of lads on uh, Facebook have suggested I don't, so I shall do them. Um, so it's not just one-way feed, it's a two-way feed. I get good information back on it as well.
0: I logged on there last night. It's actually, I'm going to say this, my little story. I logged on last night, and uh, it tells you your friends that are already uh, liking your Facebook page. And there was two great yeah. friends on there who, I, I, when I started my business, which was Shepherd's Walks, before we took GPS training on, I walked with these two friends and walked long-distance trails with them. And I've kind of, i not seen them for a few years now, but they're oh, really? two great friends. And I logged on, and they're, they're the names, because they're still my friends on Facebook, as liking yeah. your page. And it, it did bring a tear to my eye because I had some great memories of walking with those guys. And I thought, it's really nice that they're following you and I'm following you. And we're, we're kind of yeah, we're kind done. of met again due to, to, to your your great work that you're doing with the, the walking Englishman. So, yeah, it was nice. And uh, so I thought, well, you know, that you are bringing... In my mind, I thought, oh, I wonder how Paul's doing. I've not seen him for ages. No, i I, I, I walked Hayden's Wall with him. I've walked all around the lakes with him and this kind of thing. And it was nice to kind of, yeah, to see his name and, yeah, brought back good memories.
1: Well, well, it's funny you say that, John, because a lot of the friends I walk with, I said I walk alone, but I also meet up with people on New Year's Day. The three people I meet up with on New Year's Day every year, I've met them for the last two or three years. I met them on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Right? One of, one of them, uh, Tim, a guy called Tim, is a teacher in Kendall. I walk with him two or three times a year now. He first met me on the Great Preacher Walk because nice. he picked me up from when I, when I first started, started doing uh, social media on WordPress before Facebook. And yeah. then after Facebook, he's kept with me on Facebook. Other friends on Facebook. I walk When I walked off his dyke, on two of the stages I walked off his dyke, people met me from who lived in those areas yeah. in South Wales because of Facebook. Yeah. Similarly with, with uh, a stage I did on the Ridgeway a few years back. Yeah, so it it, it 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 introduces you to people as well, and it's lovely. I've really enjoyed posting
0: campus, and it's really. I'm not just saying. I, I like the Facebook page is nice. Another you know, same ethos that you've got on your website is also reflects on your Facebook page. Good quality images, inspiring. Yeah. I'm not trying to sell you anything. I'm just a, a guy who goes for a walk and hears some pictures of it, and that that yeah. it's a nice atmosphere to be in. So you're got to commend you for that. And you see, you do a little bit on Twitter. Less on Twitter or not? Are you just? Uh,
1: yeah, uh, basically the reason is i just forget yeah i'm, just too, I'm just too busy I, I i don't prefer facebook to Twitter. facebook can put a little story on yeah. and, and give information rather than twitter's a kind of immediate thing isn't it there at the moment that's how i that's how i tend to treat them so yeah if i did more on twitter i mean uh, I, I suppose i only go on twitter about once a week maybe once a fortnight I just forget to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, it's not—it's not a case of preferring your Facebook to Twitter.
0: But yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. So I know people have asked you this a thousand times. Have you got a favourite walk? Is it going to be your length of Britain walk, or is it a day walk, or is there something in your walking life that you can I think
1: that—that oh, that was it? it, 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 it it's so—it's so difficult. It's so difficult. Um, Every—I think every walk's a favourite walk for for a moment yeah. of time, isn't it? Um, people say to me, "What was my favourite part of the Great of the Great British War?" I could tell you four or five favourites today, and next week there will be four or five different favourites.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, at, at the moment, I'm writing the story of Sharp Edge at, at, across last year, and it, it, I've, I've referred to Crib Rock on yeah. Snowdonia, um, which I. Basically, people, I, I used to fear walking across edges, but now I can I, I can walk across them freely. I can stand on top and walk over without any fear, which is no wind or you know, conditions as well. Uh-huh. So while other people were clinging to Crib gock, I, I, <laughs> I bounced across it, hopped across it, like doing hopscotch in a, in a, in a schoolyard. Yeah. So that was basically, uh, I, I could say at the moment, Crib Gawk wasn't there at all, yeah. so our Tomorrow I might say that i mean one of my favourite mountains is Penny Gent, one of the first it yeah. I, st- I I went walking on with Penny Ghent. yeah. yeah. Um, I love Ingleborough. I, I love the Brecon Beacons. I love the sharpness and, and, and lines of them. Mm-hmm. I, I do love Snowdonia. I'm a big fan of Snowdonia and of, and of Wales in general. Mm-hmm. I would love to do one in Scotland. Mm-hmm. I love Scottish. West Island way. How can anybody not like that? So mm-hmm. it's difficult, John. I love the wildness of uh, Northumberland and uh, yeah. you know, the area that you walk in, I, I love that and I, I'd like to do more
0: there. You know, it's funny what you're saying about walks bring back memories, just when you were going through those walks, I've walked many of them and you know, this, they just come back, you know, just memories are back there. You, know, you said Penny Gendt, to me, Penny Gendt, now God, I've been married twenty two years now. Before I was married, I used to go with my dad every March to the Yorkshire Dales to go walking. I used to take my border collie because I was a shepherd in those days. And my dad yeah, yeah. and I did Penny Gent and there was like a foot and a half of snow and like my dad now is is well he's well in his age, he can never even get up any gentleman yeah,
2: yeah.
0: all those memories come back of like being in the oh, caravan okay. with the water off because it was freezing cold and sleeping with the heater on all night and then getting up and going up Penny Gent and Ingleborough and all those So... You're dead right. These walks, they just—they're just, they're a memory for us, aren't they? You know, it, they, I'm talking now, you know, 25 years ago, and and uh, there's still threat. You can still see them because of a, a mountain or a hill that like you just mentioned. It's, it's unbelievable,
1: isn't it? Really. Oh well, when well, 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 well. <laughs> it. I'm in the 60s now, I'm 62 soon, and I hope to be walking through the 10 20 years yet. I've just listened to an interview of Keith Richard do it, the Rolling Stones are doing a new concert tour. He's 75 this year, so. You've
0: got plenty more years of it then. then.
1: I still want to walk for years and years and years. But I I, I was recalling um, in a walk I wrote um, yesterday, which I'm also writing about. It was, um, oh, I took my little granddaughter on a walk um, just around Bolton Abbey in Yorkshire. Yeah and she's, she's, 30 months she did her first walk. Yeah, I saw that it good. was good. So, I was recalling my first time, so I suppose, I the in the North York Moors, that my dad, my mum and dad used to take uh, me and my brothers up on, yeah. on, on the weekend. Yeah. And we'd just play around Cogbeck, at Bo- uh, um, and we'd just walk onto the moors, and in, in summer there was all the heather colour and everything else. And I was recalling that, and I was thinking, well that's a favourite area as well. Yeah. I still remember those moments as being very, very special. I think, Favourite walk uh, is a difficult concept because, as I said, it can change from one day to
0: the next. And as you walk, if you walk again, uh, same walk again, it can be completely different because you were different people, different memories, different weather. Yes, and therefore, what you think was the greatest walk ever, you go back and do it and you go, well, oh, maybe it wasn't quite as good as I remember it. But actually, sometimes you're best to just keep the initial memories, aren't you? So just to finish up on the interview with Mike, where can listeners uh, find out more about you, both online and on Facebook?
1: Um, Facebook walking Englishman, basically just type walking Englishman in and you will find me quite easily, Uh, the ranking on Google search, all all the search engines are very good so it it shouldn't be difficult to find me. Um, I'm also open to being contacted, I I like to help people uh, plan walks, plan walking holidays where they want to stay, I do quite a bit of that. I always respond. I always respond to messages and try to help as best I can um, with advice. So uh, you can contact me via the website or uh, just—I'll uh, give you the web—I'll give you the email address now: admin at admin@walkingeastman.com. Simple as that. Just get in touch with me if you want to. I will help in any way I can in making your walking more fulfilling and more exciting. And that, I would say to our objective. listeners,
0: give yourself plenty of time to look around his website. Because actually, it's not a website you're going to go in and spend two minutes and come back out again. You're kind going to explore there. And you just have plenty of time to d- use those drop-down menus at the top. And you can only, this is what I said when I was talking about the long-distance footpath directory. The others are tap the top. Long-distance footpath. You bring it up and you're going to go wow that's like there's so much work gone into it so you can give yourself loads of time to look around it and uh, you won't be disappointed again this facebook page is brilliant so uh, well done for all that so many thanks for joining me mike on the gps training podcast and we're going to keep a keen eye on you um we'll put something in our newsletter as well um because i say it's a great resource for gps users uh using the gpx file so best of luck for your journeys onwards and upwards and uh, if, if anything comes up in the future uh that you think our listeners might uh, enjoy listening to. Please do let us know. So, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today.
1: Yeah, and, and uh, finally, John, um, please give me a touch. And next time I'm up at your way, why not let why why not we do a walk together? That I really enjoy good. that. Yeah, meeting
0: you. that would be together. brilliant. And what we do for the podcast as well, which I don't you see, we do some walks and talks. We go out and I walk, and and we we'll do recording the podcast. Then, so maybe you could join us on something like that.
1: Absolutely, that would be very nice.
0: That'd be brilliant. Thank you so much. Very much appreciated.
1: Nice to talk to you, audience, and uh, all the best, everyone, and enjoy your
0: walking. That's all I can say. Thank you very much. So I hope that found that interesting. It's a really good interview, and uh, we got lots out of it. So that nicely moves on, Andy, to the next thing, which is GPX files. We talked a little bit about it in the interview with Mike about the GPX files, what they are, and how we get them onto our units so the first question Andy, is what is a gpx file
2: well the for um the terminology gpx it's a common format that's used in many gps devices if not all the ones that we use and mapping software uh, applications the gpx file that you download from a website it's it can include tracks routes that you can then navigate with in your gps device or it could just be a series of waypoints so this GPX file is something that we can get off the internet and use in our GPS device or in the mapping. And is it software. compatible
0: with any outdoor GPS device Garmin, Satmap, Memory Map?
2: So all of the GPS devices that we sell will all work with this format called .gpx. So yep, Garmin, Satmap, Memory Map. I'm sure there's other makes of GPS devices out there that will work to the same format but we concentrate on the ones that we sell which we know the Garmin, SatMap and Memory Map, which are the three biggest brands they'll all work with GPX files.
0: And when we're looking around the internet looking for these routes for our for our GPS units are we always going to come up with GPX files or will we stumble across other things as yeah. well?
2: So most of the websites that you stumble across on the internet when you're looking for a route um, to follow or a track to follow on your GPS device they tend to use the format GPX but We've got a few other devices i suppose out there on the market now one of the examples that i'd give you would be fitness watches and um, i'm wearing a nice garmin watch today the fitness watches tend to record the um tracks that are recorded in them in them when you're out walking or cycling tend to be a format called either dot fit or dot tcx um you could come across a format called .kml, which works in Google Earth, but when you're looking for a route or a track file from a website to go in your Garmin satmap memory map GPS, I would tend to look for .gpx, which which you will find on most of these websites.
0: And I know we've just looked at the Walking Englishman website. There, we've been hearing about Mike's story there. But there are other places, aren't there, that we can get these GPX files from.
2: Yeah, I mean, a lot of customers ask me about routes they're looking for, whether it be for this country or abroad to put in their GPS device to follow. And they ask me, where do you find them? To be honest, a lot of times it's just a search on the internet for the route you're looking for and using the terminology GPS route. But I mean, a couple of other websites that we found as examples, and again, a free like The Walking Englishman, a free website, so there's no subscription. You don't pay for the routes. Uh, we use a one called... Walkhighlands.co.uk if you're doing anything in Scotland. Brilliant website. And that's the one we
0: feature on our online resources. That's on your online
2: training course showing you um, how you get a file off that website. And also, we use a website I come across before GPS dash. Roots.co.uk, which is another good one but you're always going to find new ones like you found walking englishman which yeah. is a brilliant website
0: it's a funny i often will just google dot gpx file. i know i'd cycle the coast to coast uh, last year and i'd just google .gpx coast to coast and some other guys cycle that route and he was sharing that as well yeah. so some people put gps route but other people put gpx as they understand that terminology yeah. don't they so then once we've got these gpx files or well, how do we get it from the website onto our GPS unit, both Garmin and Satmap.
2: So, every website—I'm oh, saying every website—some websites will have their own instructions. And um, Walking Englishman's very straightforward. What you're looking for on the Walking Englishman website when you find um, from the guy's list of routes and uh, the route that you want to do, he uses the terminology. He uses the terminology that it's the root, um, the root GPX file, and you simply click on the Walking Englishman website where it says root GPX. You, you left click on that with your mouse and automatically down to your downloads, you'll find a .gpx file uh-huh. in your downloads. Um, so in your downloads, you can take that GPX file out. On the Walking Englishman website, I noticed when I downloaded some the other day, a lot of them are simply named as as um, trackfile.gpx. Some of them are named as the actual walk, but as long as you just look in your downloads, as soon as you've clicked on the yeah. route GPX and then basically what we tend to do with that file, I, I would put it on the desktop with my computer so it's easy to find. Uh, two ways you can get these onto your GPS device, um, just to give you a brief idea, but please look, our online training course that we have that you get free when you buy your unit office has lots of videos showing you how to do mm-hmm. this. But you use this GPX file that you've downloaded onto your desktop of your computer. And in, in the Garmin world, we use Garmin BaseCamp software yeah. and there's an option called File Import you import the GPX file into the Basecamp software, and then the same as you would send your normal routes to your unit, you would send them... In the SatMap world, they have a software called SatSync that you use. It's got a little arrow down to say import a uh, a route to my uh, software. And again, you just use the SatSync software to import that GPX file, send it to your unit. And with the new Active20 SatMap unit, you can't just copy and paste these GPX files directly into the unit. But you'll find videos on our online training course. And we've got videos titled how do you import third party into your unit, watch those videos and we are going to do a lot more detail on how you how you do it.
0: So once we've got onto our unit, how do we how can we check before we actually go off our work that it's actually on our unit? Yeah.
2: So what I always recommend to customers, you've done all this hard work, you've been on a website like Walking Englishman, you've downloaded the the GPX file to your computer and then you've either used the SAT map, SATSYNC or Basecamp to send it to your unit. Don't just assume it's on your unit. It should be, but i always double check before you go on your walk the next day or a few days later. You unplug not plug your unit. Now in a Garmin unit, we basically all I'd get you to do is you use your um, where to magnifying glass or the where to icon on the push button map 64. You've got the find button, the normal button or icon that you use to find a root in your unit and then just select either roots or Tracks in search because that's
0: sometimes the complication is when you download these GPX files you don't know if it's a route or a track do you and that's what some people get mixed All up. Right, that, that's an you know interesting
2: I mean? one. Just going back to Walking Englishman, the gentleman who's done this website, the bit that you click on to download, it's called the route. GPX, but it's a track. But it's actually a track. <laughs> yeah. um, now I understand the terminology because all of us say, what's the walking route we're doing today? Yeah. But what the gentleman uh, has done on Walking Englishman, most of these files you're downloading are actually recordings that he's done in his own GPS exactly right, device. Yeah. So that's why we call it a... Uh, a track because it's it's a recording of where he's walked so just be wary when you do import these gpx files into whatever software you're using and send them to your unit i've had a lot of customers ring me and say so in the garmin unit they've used the where to routes and thought oh the route's not there yeah. use the where to tracks yeah. and check that and um, in the sat map unit sorry I, I didn't mention about the sat map the sat map's actually quite straightforward as in doesn't matter whether you send it to the unit as a route or a track if you're not sure if it is a route or a track uh, i.e a route something that you've pre-planned Ooh. in software or, or someone's pre-planned on software or a track that they've recorded in the sat map unit if you go to your main menu and your roots menu and look at your different folders in there that's where this should be whether it's a track or a route, they'll be in one of those folders just check you can see the name of that routes, you know, uh, coast to coast, um, Cotswolds, where whatever you've downloaded is actually in your unit before you go out the next day on your walk.
0: And then just when we've got those on the units or even on Basecamp, is there any top tips, anything we need to just check with those GPX files, anything that somebody potentially could have done wrong that we can pick up on before we get there?
2: Yeah, I mean, what I always recommend with anything that you've downloaded from, from the internet, that Ideally, I mean, the re- customers often say to me, is there not a way I can just directly send it to me Garmin without using the Basecamp software? There is, but to be honest, look at our video. We show you how you import it in the Garmin software. One, you want to make sure that whatever you've downloaded is where you're expecting it to be. I, what if someone on that website's made a mistake and they've okay. said it's the coast to coast and it's the Pennine way? So it means on your map software, so I'm using Garmin as an example in the minute, in the Basecamp software, you can check that track or route, whatever you've downloaded. Also in the Garmin software, when you import these GPX files, when you're looking at it in the software, if it's a track, it'll have a little footprint symbol. If it's a route, it has a little symbol that looks like three boxes joined together. Now, one thing you have to be careful about with a Garmin. Now, on the Walking Englishman site, I downloaded a load of his GPX files at random, and they were all fine. But you have a stipulation with a Garmin of how many points can be in what you download to work in the unit. And that stipulation is, if if it turns out it is a route, so you're looking in the Garmin software... And it's the three boxes joined together meaning mm-hmm. it's a route you've got to double click on it and look at the route properties yep. and make sure it's got no more than what we call via points that means whoever's planned it every time they've clicked on the map page mm-hmm. it's got to be under 250 points for a garmin otherwise it won't work with your unit
0: and yeah. we do find and that's what sometimes we find especially long distance trails somebody sits there often with memory map don't they and spend a whole day just clicking across the whole of the uh, coast to coast for instance and end up with a thousand waypoints yeah, or it's, points. it's
2: too big to cope now work. the nice thing is again going back to walking Englishman he's not done that, yeah. that that track recordings now the difference in a Garmin if it's a track recording you're sending to your unit it can actually have on the Older unit up to 10,000 points if it's a track. Now, actually, with the latest Oregon 700 750 series, it can have 20,000 points. So, if you find whatever you've imported is a track and you double click on it and think, Oh, there's 3,000 points, or you know, a really large number, it doesn't matter if it's a track, it's just the routes you've got to be careful. If it is a route, it's got to be under 250. Now, sat map don't put that stipulation on their units but we do tend to try if it is a route to try and still send ones that have no more than 250 points Uh otherwise that can be a little bit snort load in the unit
0: yeah and I think it's just worth pointing out there again I can pick up there a bit funny you No, know, if you are download from various websites if there is a problem or you're struggling to do it get in touch with the website owner because the website owners put them up there they've got there maybe a little bit of system how they're doing it get in touch with them and they'll be able to help you out they might have a help file on their on their um, on their website helping you through that way so thanks for clarifying that Andy about the GPX file and uh, very much appreciated Next thing on today's podcast is Andy's top tips. So Andy, the Garmin top tip first, please. Yep,
2: yeah, my Garmin top tip for this week. I've had a lot of questions in the last couple of weeks of customers who are using um, the sort of newer generation Oregon seven hundred seven hundred and fifty 750 or eTREX touch units that have this function where when you start your walk, you, pr- you, you flick up from the bottom of the map page and press start to start the recording. Now the question I've had is, If you get the low battery warning on your unit and you need to change batteries, how do you make sure this track recording continues? So if you've got one of the newer generation, E-TREX Touch Series or Oregon 700-750 Series, what you need to do is, if you get that warning that says low battery, we'd always recommend turning your unit off with a power button rather than just Mm -hmm. taking the battery straight out. Change your batteries, Mm -hmm. turn the unit back on. Now, the nice thing is it has what we call a non-volatile memory, meaning you don't lose your track recording data that you've just done. Uh-huh. What you need to do is when the unit's turned back on, if you were navigating a route or a track, just make, that navigation shouldn't have stopped. But I always say the first screen you're going to go back to is the activity screen you were on either hike cycle etc touch the little magnifying glass and if it's still navigating to your track it'll say navigating to now i know you get the option to stop navigation you would cancel that so that means it's still navigating your route if you then touch on the say the hike profile or the cycle profile so you're on your map page what you need to do is swipe up from the bottom of the screen where you press the start right at the start of your walk and what you'll find is it'll actually say start again so it's basically saying you need to start your recording again yep. unfortunately it doesn't automatically restart now what i normally do so once i've turned the unit back on after putting the batteries in check that it's still navigating the route and i'm on the map page when i swipe up from the bottom if you look in the left-hand side of that screen that you swipe up, where you've got the start, you've got the satellite bars, those mm-hmm. little green bars. Make sure you've got a full satellite lock, and then just press the start yep. again, and your recording automatically starts. Um, with your anyone who's got the older generation units, you know, likes of the Montanas, Oregon 600s, Map 64s, etc. The thing with the they're, they're automatically set when we send them out to always record. So when they come back on, they just start recording yep. again. Hence, you so, don't have to. Really
0: summarise, with a new GPS unit, Touch Oregon. 700 range, is that we change the battery, switch off the unit, change the battery, switch it back again. It should still be navigating the route to the track, but we need to press the start button again, again and the start, and then
2: it'll just continue from where it left off so you don't lose your track recording fantastic at the, at the start so satmap top
0: tip Andy, then. Yeah.
2: satmap top tip is a real simple one but it's something i've been asked a little bit about over the last few weeks um it's to do with the new active 20 unit and charging it i've had a few customers have queered me about it's taken a long time to charge and when i've sort of uh, got to the bottom of what the customer's doing what i've found out now i've done my own testing as well and um, with the active 20 it has this really large 5000 milliamp battery which is great but it does take a bit of charge. Now what I found customers are doing is um, they put plugging in the the plug charger you get with the SatMap and they're leaving the unit turned on while it's charging. Now we know sometimes you might want to do some work on your unit so you'll do that but we always recommend Turn your unit off when it's charging, otherwise, it's always looking for satellites and doing other things in the background, and it takes a long time to charge if you leave it on. And um, also, some customers I've noticed have plugged it into their computer, yeah. the USB port. Now, you will get a charge from your computer, but it's a very slow trickle charge. So, I would recommend with the Active 20, you stick with using the mains plug that the device came with and actually I mean if you want you can turn the unit on to check you can see the little charging mm-hmm. bar in the top right of the screen but I would always then turn your unit off and just leave it We, I, I mean I'll leave mine overnight but potentially it can take six or seven hours to fully charge Right. unit turned off and then that'll charge a lot quicker on your Active 20 so that's
0: to summarise Active 20 when charging it you no know, switch off the unit plug it in use the mains and it'll take five, six hours to yeah, charge use the mains, it.
2: Charger, yeah use mains charger brilliant
0: Next thing on the podcast this month is a Mad March offer from GPS Training. Uh, we've been running this, well, we're halfway through, March, so we're getting halfway through. So the the principle behind it is Easter tradition is the start of the walking season. Um, so in the lead up to Easter, we're doing a different offer every week. So this runs from Thursday to the Wednesday night. And so every Thursday morning, we're changing that offer. And you can see all the offers on our website. You actually are getting emails on Thursday lunchtime, but I must be honest here. I doesn't know this yet. <laughs> we're supposed to go off at 11.45 yesterday morning. We went off at 11.45 last night. it we went off at quarter to midnight last night. So it's a bit of a, a, a mess up on my part that. So uh, you, you're getting emails if you're on our mailing list. 11.45 on the Thursdays, we change that offer. So, this week's offer is a free bird's eye voucher with any Garmin GPS unit with full GB OS 1 to 50,000 mapping. So, what's the bird's eye? We've talked a little bit in pod last podcast, Andy, but what's the bird's eye voucher?
2: Yeah, so there's bird's eye, it's called the bird's eye select voucher that we're giving you free, um, as John's mentioned, for this offer for this week. And um, the bird's eye voucher is normally £19.99, but you get that for free with any Garmin unit with 1 to 50 mapping. What you can use that voucher for, um, so you've bought the unit with, say, 1 to 50 mapping for Great Britain, but you have an area in this country, in Great Britain, that you do a lot of walking in, and you just want a little bit more detailed mapping for that area. You've still got a great 1 to 50 explorer map for the whole of the Mm -hmm. country. Um, An example I would give you, um, I do a lot of walking in the Lake District, so I would use this bird's eye voucher, with the instructions that we give you and using Garmin's base cam software, you can draw around an area, any area you want. It doesn't have to be a national park, but the lakes is a good example. You can draw around an area. It'll tell you how much of the 3,000 square kilometers you're going to use up. I know that you can get the whole of the lakes District National Park for under 3,000 square kilometres. So it's just giving you an idea of size you can get. And you're basically downloading Ordnance Survey, the 1 to 25, the more detailed Explorer maps to first the software and then you send that image to your unit. So it means you've now got a unit that you've got with great land ranger maps to the whole of the country, mm-hmm. the 1 to 50, but you've got that extra area where you spend a lot of time as 1 to 25. Now, you customers often ask, "Can you use the voucher for anywhere else?" There is, there's not loads of other countries you can use it for. But if you do, um, take us up on this offer this week and get a unit and get the free voucher, and you're thinking, "Is there any other countries I can use it for?" Have a look on our GPS store under the, you know, on our website, gpstraining.co.uk. Under the GPS store heading, we've got Garmin mapping, and when you look on the bird's eye. Um, voucher, it lists yeah. the countries I'll, I'll just give you one example, unfortunately uh, some other countries they are a little bit tighter on what they give Garmin, so you get 3,000 square kilometres of OS 1 to 25 mapping for Great Britain, one example I'll give you, if you wanted to use the voucher for France, they give you 1,500 square kilometres of IGN mapping.
0: Yeah. And I think as you say on our website it tells you it's got uh, how much of countries have you might be asking this point, why is this mad March offer just with Garmin GPS unit? The answer is because they 're funding it let 's be honest with you we 're garmin 's largest independent retailer here at GPS trading, so thankfully uh, they look after us so we have a we have a very good relationship with Garmin, so they come along and say, "What can we help with and uh, so that 's why they're they're funding this offer. Saying that we've actually got quite a good relationship with SatMap um, over the last couple of months, we've managed to get some uh, units off them for our trainers and things, yeah. haven't we? And uh, I'm just dealing with them yesterday. They're actually going to sell our online resources, a referral program which yes. Andy's been working on. We may on, have so. some,
2: I mean, again, with other manufacturers, you may find we'll do offers in the future. We always talk to the manufacturers and see if there's any offers that can give us for our customers who so I suppose watch this space with yeah, other so, manufacturers. So, Garmin
0: are funding this, and uh, thank you very much for that. And uh, hopefully, you, you can take up the offer. So, I know the podcast normally appears is out on Monday um, and so that's kind of halfway through the next week so really the Thursday afterwards we change our offer so we've got e-trex touch 25 with the silicon case so e-trex 25 and 35 sorry you get with the silicon case what, what's the silicon case Andy
2: yeah so the next offer coming up for March is if you buy an e-trex touch office we have a silicon case that's normally 1099 we do them in three colours red blue and a camouflage colour it's basically just to protect the from knocks and bumps on the side of your Etrex Touch unit. What I find as well, because it's a silicon material, it's quite grippy, it means you can actually the, the unit when you're not wearing gloves, it gri- well actually even if you're wearing gloves, it grips a bit better in your hand, because rather than the I suppose the plastic uh, resin casing, you've got this silicon round mm-hmm. it so it feels quite nice and grippy in your hand but it's just to protect the unit, not so much the screen, but just the, the edges of the unit yeah. and the casing from knocks, knocks and bumps It's a bit like
0: your mobile phone, Is we all put our case on our mobile phone to protect the case, it's very similar uh, so you get that. that
2: free on that's the next offer the free silicon case with the Etrex Touch 25 or 35 unit
0: and then the final week as we roll up to Easter which is not all that far away um, which is early this year Easter isn't it so we've got a free bike mount with Oregon 700, 750 and 750T so it's just a really basic bike mount 9.99 aren't normally. Yeah and it just goes on with a couple of cable ties doesn't it and yeah, slots on you can them. put it
2: on your your bars of your bike or if you've got quite a long stem it will go on the stem as well
0: so that's the final week as we run up to easter so if you want to look at the uh, offers that we've got, if you go to our website, which is gpstrading.co.uk, click on News, and currently it's the second story down, and he's done some videos showing what each of the offers are of the week. So again, if you look at them and you fancy waiting to next week to get the silicon case or something, get yourself all primed up and uh, ready to take up that offer. So to finish off podcast number seven, many thanks for listening. And Please do let us know if you'd like anything covered in the podcast. Um, If you are looking for a new GPS unit or you want some training, again, just get in touch with ourselves here at GPS Training. Have a look at our physical courses and also our webinars. We do webinars Tuesday, Wednesday nights normally. Uh, Just go to gpstraining.co.uk and click on GPS Training Courses. And please do tell your friends about the podcast and GPS Training. Don't forget You can watch a recording of the podcast on our Facebook page, which is GPS Training UK, or on our YouTube channel, which is GPS Training. And don't forget to RST, our podcast, which is Rate Our Podcast on iTunes. Subscribe to our podcast on whatever platform you listen to. And T is tell your friends about both GPS Training and the GPS Training Podcast. Please help us spread the word and keep people informed. So many thanks, Andy, for joining me on this, the seventh episode of the GPS Training Podcast. Thank you. And if you want us to cover anything in future podcasts or you'd like to do any external interviews, just give us a shout here at GPS Training. Thanks for listening.